All right, and I have got Matt here from all kinds of things, right? You're, you're kind of all over mm-hmm. the place. Yeah. Uh, so officially, officially, kind of where do you introduce yourself from? Uh, well, I think for these purposes, and I guess originally where I started podcasting is Box Trick, uh, a retro gaming podcast. But I also do um, Rebel Watch, which is a Star Wars podcast. And then I also do a uh, it's called of the people. It, we just kind of started it. It's like a politics podcast. And then I guess what is now kind of quickly becoming our biggest podcast is called Bend the Knee. It's a uh, Song of Ice and Fire Game of Thrones podcast. And uh, then I also um, and then uh, Tiffany, who I also podcast with on Box Trick a lot, which I'm sure you probably uh, heard, is um, she does she does Swish and Flick, which is an all Harry Potter podcast. And uh, every now and then I you know, do some stuff with them and stuff like that too. So, so you're quite the prolific voice. Yeah. All over, all over the place. But, uh, I started podcasting with box trick. That's where it really started. And video games is, I would say that's like my passion project. Um, so that's where it's, it originally all started. Okay. So originally how, about how long ago was that? When, when did you first get into podcasting? Okay, so I was living in Portland, Oregon. I moved out there when I was like uh, 18 or something and um, met my buddy Thomas. And we, I was, it was around in like 2000, I want to say 10, 2011. We, I really wanted to like, YouTube seemed so cool to me. And yeah. I was looking at all these like YouTube channels. But that was like when YouTube really kind of, you know, like took off and you started having like YouTubers. And I think this was like when Epic Mealtime started. And I remember watching videos of like Freddie W. Um, you know, the guys, I think mm-hmm. he's Rocket Jump now. They did like mm-hmm. video game high school, stuff like that. And I really, that just seems so cool to me. And I was like, this is super cool. And I've always just been someone where like, I'm just down to like, I don't know, try a bunch of different stuff. So originally we were going to start a YouTube channel and I came up with this idea and it was called beat em up. And I wanted to make a like joke YouTube, like six part series or something. And it was going to be like streets of rage, <laughs> like <laughs> the YouTube movie or something. And that is uh, awesome. yeah. yeah. So I bought like a thousand dollar camera and it just went nuts. And I was working, I had like a really good job at the time too, stuff like that and like no expenses. So it just kind of all happened to work because I, I lived in a big house with a lot of people. So like my rent was dirt cheap. And um, so that that's where it kind of started. And then we're like, yeah, like very quickly into it. I was like, well, this is just too much. Like I, I, I got to scale things back. So Thomas and I started Box Trick and we were just like, I don't know. We're just talking about whatever. And so we did a like... We did a bunch of episodes. We just did like top 10 N64 games, top 10 2D platformers. And they're on a website. You can actually go find it. It's like an old Webly thing. I think this is probably when like Webly first started. Oh, I have, um, I have found it. Oh, you found it. Oh, so, I found okay. it, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So it's it's there. Um, it's really old. We were like, had no idea what we were doing with editing. We just, I, was, I don't know, just click, click, play, like record <laughs> and then go. <laughs> And so we just started doing that and actually like we got some traffic, which was really interesting. And so we did that and then it just got to be really difficult one because we didn't have any direction at all, but what we should do. 
And we were just kind of like, I don't know, we just pulled up like IGN and like old game trailers used to exist back then. Mm -hmm. And we would just look at the news and see like what games are coming out. And we just tried to do that weekly. But then there would be times where there were just like no games, like especially a week where there's like nothing. So like, I don't know what to talk about. So we just, so we were just doing like 10 minute episodes, just like on the news or whatever. So then I um, kind of quit my job out there, moved, I'm from Ohio originally, moved back here to Ohio because I wanted to go back and finish school. And so then um, my buddy Ezra, who I do most of the, my okay. other podcasts, yeah. Yeah. Rebel um, Watch mm-hmm. and Ben the Knee, and he's been on a couple episodes of Box Trek as well. Um, we started a like fitness channel on, on YouTube called Super Gains Bros, which is like my Twitter handle and stuff like that. Um, just because I was like, I don't know, like we, I kind of let myself, I usually like, I'm somebody who works out a lot, but I don't know. I went through this little phase where I like put on like 40 pounds and uh, I was like, all right, I gotta, we gotta finish this. Finish this. So we kind of just started it as a way to just, I don't know, keep track of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of got some traffic, nothing huge, but we got to the point to where companies started sending us stuff to oh, review. Wow. Yeah. And um, actually, I just had a company send me something and I haven't touched that channel in like two years. I mean, I touched Instagram (laughs) and stuff, but some company is just like, hey, uh, they sent me this thing to review. Like it's like energy mint thing. It's weird. Um, I actually need to record that and get it up. But that was really when we kind of realized, oh, hey, like this is kind of how you do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it was like around December or something of what was that? 2014, 2015. I kind of hit Thomas up and uh, and yeah, and talked to him a couple of years, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm kind of thinking about getting back into podcasting. Do you want to do it?" And he was like, yeah, "Absolutely." And so we just started doing YouTube, and we're just like, "Yeah, I don't know, we'll just put it on YouTube because I kind of figured it out." Hadn't really dived into like iTunes or any of that stuff okay. yet. And kind of what 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 year was this? This would have been twenty. Actually, let me pull, let me pull it up. It would have been like it was twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. I want to say. Um, actually, I have my YouTube up right here so I can tell you. But um, yeah, so we were just posting videos on YouTube and I was like, oh, okay, we'll do some longer ones again. Not, I mean, I kind of had a better understanding of YouTube at the time. So it would have been like December of 2014. So we did an episode and we we're just like, okay, hey, we're back. I don't know. Not that I expected anyone to remember us. But then we did another episode and we're just like, okay, let's just start doing like JRPGs because that's kind of our passion. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so we did that and that one started to get like, okay, a little bit of views, a little bit of views. And we brought our buddy Alan on who like we knew from Portland because he lived out in Portland. And so then we turned, turned it into a three person show. So we did that. Um, we tried to hit like one episode a month and then like one week we're just like, Hey, would you guys be down? Like I'm going to go on vacation and stuff and you know, school's heating up and I'm like, I might not be a while before we can record again. We recorded three episodes. We recorded like, original Xbox hidden gems, PS one hidden gems and PS two hidden gems. And those kind of like took off. Ooh, wow. Like my PS one hidden gems video on YouTube. I'm looking at it right now has, I posted it three years ago. It has around 70,000 views. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then I have like a PS two, which has like 35,000 and original Xbox has like 10. So that was when I kind of realized, Oh, okay. We can like, we can do this. Like, like for real, for real, we could, we could do this. So, um, then I just tried to, again, you know, just trying to do stuff, trying to figure out YouTube. I posted like pickups of videos, kind of nothing. So still just kind of doing that when I could. Then 
so this had been like a, you know, like a couple of years went, I guess like two years or something went by. And then my buddy Ezra and I, who we started like super gains for us, were like, Hey, let's start a, we called it, let's look it up. And the idea was that, you know, when you're talking about like who could win in a fight, Superman or, you know, Spider-Man or gotcha. whatever. And like, you're going to be arguing with your friends and like somebody will say something like, I don't know, let's look it up. So that was kind of our plan on that. So we just started doing like, we want, we wanted to do like star Wars comics, game of Thrones, the whole thing. So we started doing that. And then we did like a reaction video to a rogue one trailer and it got like 30,000 views and it got featured in a video that has like 500,000 views now where somebody just put together a bunch of things. So we're like, okay, so then we kind of started a Star Wars thing and it kind of spun off into what Rebel Watch is now. We took, uh, we were doing a lot of Game of Thrones stuff. We kind of spun it off into what Bend the Knee is now. And now we've like, okay, let's do this on iTunes, all this stuff. We've kind of just now figured it out. It's taken us like, you know, taken me like seven years um, to even get where I'm at now. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like just the back story of how all this stuff has kind of come about. That's super cool because I, I mean, obviously I'm coming in on yeah that it with box trick and I'm, I guess mm-hmm. I came in 20 something episodes in. Uh, yeah. so it's always neat for me to see where people have come from. And mm-hmm. I, yeah. I am very interested in, in podcasting. I have been for mm-hmm. years. I've been a mm-hmm. binge listener and avid listener of a lot of stuff. In fact, that's like whenever I found box trick, my, yeah. my, my, my go-to thing is to start with like the most recent episode and then yeah. between when you guys post episodes, go back and listen to like yeah. old stuff and just binge it, you know, like, okay, well, what did they do then? So man, that's, that's awesome to, to see that. I mean, your passion yeah. for it has, oh, has yeah, been yeah. around for forever. So, Oh yeah. Well, video games is that's, that's my jam. I like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a hardcore. I'm just, that's, that's me. I was actually like, oddly enough, an interesting story here. Um, I was talking to, so like, I am from like small town, Ohio. And um, I don't know why I just, I'm like, I'm a very like deep thinking kind of person. And, you know, I grew up in like, like, you know, small town, Ohio, like where, you know, it's like definitely one of those towns where it's like people would just like, you know, drop out of high school, do drugs and whatever. And like my, a lot of my extended family is that way. And I don't know, somehow like I've just managed to be successful. And, um, I mean, by successful, I mean like I graduated college. Exactly. I I like a a decent job. Yeah. Not like I'm a millionaire or anything. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, you know, just compared to like a lot of the other people from that town and stuff like that. And I honestly was telling my mom, I was just like, mom, you know, like oddly enough, cause like, we don't like, you know, it's just like my family. I just think about them and it's just, you know, a lot of them are like, oh yeah, he's back in jail or he's back in jail. And anyway, mm. so I was kind of talking to my mom. I was like, mom, you know, like oddly enough, I think video games kind of like saved my life wow. because you know, just, yeah, I don't know. Cause you know, when you're growing up and you have like friends that are doing like the wrong kind of things and look, like, oh, let's go hang out. I'm like, I just kind of want to go, you know, play Metal Gear Solid. Like I'm good. Like, so like, <laughs> so I, well, I don't know. I was, that was just something I was kind of thinking about the other day. And then I shared a, um, like a destiny story. I've talked about a lot on box trick was that, um, there was a summer where I was just playing when I was like addicted to destiny. I was in between summer or in between school. And like, oddly, I would just, I just got up, went to the gym and like came home and just played destiny like all day. And I was got somehow got in the best shape of my life. Like I was starting to get a six pack, the whole thing. And it's like, <laughs> oh, wow. 
I know. So video games for me actually are like a very good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. So I just all I'm just hardcore about it. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned growing up and, and you're in that environment and you're and you said video mm-hmm. games in a sort of a roundabout way really kind of I won't say saved your life, but I mean, could have like, right. Yeah. Helped you along. So what were some of those games? You, you mentioned Metal, Metal, Metal oh Gear God. Solid. Oh what were some of the other games that you, you were kind of oh hooked man. on? Well, uh, so I grew up, let me think here. So my, like my video game story is kind of weird. So I was born in 1988. So I didn't really catch a lot of the NES um, like I definitely remember playing Mario and like my cousin had one. So I definitely remember playing like Mario, like, you know, one, two and three and, you know, playing some Zelda two, which is my favorite legend of Zelda game. And I know a lot of people don't like it, but <laughs> it's my favorite. I it's, good, it. it's good to be unique. It is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, something else about me. I am someone where I definitely have a lot of favorites that I don't think are things people like. And I, I'm, I'm fine with like objectively saying like, oh, well, it's not good. But I get a lot of, I get a lot of, I literally get a lot of guff on when we, on like, my start on the Star Wars show because I'm a big fan of episode one. I don't think it's the best Star Wars movie by any, by any means. It's just my favorite. Favorite and best is not the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so I didn't, yes, I didn't play a lot of NES until like later, but I was definitely a Sega Genesis kid. I had a Sega Genesis. Um, you know, Sonic 2, a lot of Sonic 2, Shining Force, uh, Street Fighter 2 Champions Edition, a ton of Ninja Turtles, Hyperstone Heist, Road Rash 3. Those were definitely like my go-to games on the Genesis. Then mm, a couple of years later, a couple of years later, I got an SNES. And I mean, I'm sure I had a bunch of other games, but Final Fantasy Mystic Quest that I got that that was awesome that's like still one of my favorite RPGs to this day again I know it's not that great but <laughs> it's just it's just it's what I had you know then the games like Star Fox Sim City Super Mario World then the PlayStation era was kind of weird for me so I had a PS1 had like siphon filter and I was like super into professional wrestling so I had a lot of wrestling games like Smackdown you know one and two and uh, some of those games Bloody Roar Monster Rancher played a ton of that. So anyway, so when I was like, I was like 1999 or something like that, like my house burnt down. Oh. Um, and so I kind of, uh, I mean, I had a PlayStation for a while, but then it was like a year. So like there was like a year where I didn't, I just had like a Sega Gen, like I went kind of back to Genesis. Cause like, I don't know, somebody gave it to me, like whatever. And so like, you know, so I, for some reason, I feel like I missed out a lot on the PS1 generation and the N64. And then I kind of went straight to like Dreamcast. So then I went to Dreamcast, obviously games like Power Stone, Sonic Adventure. Then my brother gave me his PS2. That was, you know, Metal Gear Solid Final Fantasy X or Metal Gear Solid 2, excuse me, Final Fantasy X, Dark Cloud. Uh, then, you know, kind of where we're at now, where I bought the Xbox, when I got my Xbox 360 and Wii, that's when I really kind of started collecting. Okay. And so I have, I have over like a hundred Xbox 360 games and everything from then on out. It's just crazy. But yeah, growing up, um, you know, you're specifically do art, you know, kind of focus a lot on RPGs. So our big RPGs for me growing up would have been Shining Force, uh, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, Final Fantasy 7, 9, 
10, um, Dark Cloud, and then, you know, like Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Blue. Yeah. So what, what is, what is your opinion on Final Fantasy 10? Um, I love Final Fantasy 10. We've actually done a couple of videos just talking about the Final Fantasy series in general. And I am a big believer that I think 10 could be the best Final Fantasy, but the ending just is so bad mm, mm. that it really, I mean, it has everything going for it. This, I really, I love the battle system that you can switch in and out. Oh, yes. I also, I, I, lo- I love the voice acting, love the look. I love that. Um, so you have seven which is kind of almost this like steampunk kind of thing then you have eight which is kind of like a futuristic it's kind of you know final fantasy then they go to nine which has you go back to like the castles and then 10 um i think they did something interesting with the story where they're like okay we're going to set it in the future and then pull it back to the past and then yeah, so I don't know. I just really like the aesthetics where it's kind of like a mix between the two. So, and it also has an amazing soundtrack. I think I said that oh. soundtracks are, are huge, huge soundtracks for me are like the whole, it's like, you know, the whole thing. Like I'm a big music guy. So you're speaking my language. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so 10 for me, I always like to ask people what, uh, what they think of 10, because for me, I feel like it was in, sort of this period where you've got these two camps, you got the people who really love it and the people who are very lukewarm on it, verging on just disliking it. It was my first final fantasy game and actually my first JRPG. I mean, you talk about, oh, okay. Yeah. You so talk, how, old, how old are you? Uh, I am, I actually turned 27, uh, okay. Wednesday, Wednesday. Yeah. So oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So we're about, we're about the same age. Then. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. um, so you you talk about how your sort of gaming history was a little weird and how you skipped certain mm-hmm. consoles or didn't play certain games. I yeah. started with the Sega Genesis, but I didn't play any of the games that the Sega Genesis is known for. Uh, because yeah, like okay. my, so fan, what were you playing? Um, honestly, I mean, I played, I did play, I think it was Sonic three, Sonic three. Yeah. Sonic yeah. three is the one. Yeah. Sonic three is the one you get to pick characters and, yeah, 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 yeah. You're just trying to, you're just trying to yeah, yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so Sonic 3 and, like, I, I think that was, like, it. I think we had, like, one game. Because, okay. like, my family yeah. situation, like, my parents, I don't know how they got the Sega Genesis in the first place. I really don't. I mean, I was, like, it was big. In fact, I don't even really remember them getting the Sega Genesis. Yeah. And it, it just, it, like, appeared one day and it had Sonic 3. So that's the game that I played. Yeah. And that was basically it. Sweet. That and, like, Echo yeah. Jr. You know, that like, those are the okay. two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are the two things I remember playing growing up. And so yeah, then yeah. I moved to N64 and it was a very mm-hmm. similar story. Outside of Mario Kart and Super Mario 64, I didn't mm-hmm. play, I didn't play any of, like, the N64 like yeah. the things that it's known for. Yeah. See, I got an N64 at like the tail end of its life cycle. Like it was one of my, it was, it was my birthday one year. And I think like, it was like, I mean, I think like the Dreamcast had been out and everything. And we just like, my dad was just like, I don't know. What do you want for your birthday? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. And so we just like went to the store and he's like, I'm just going to get you an N64. And I was like, okay. Like, and so he bought me an N64. I got the orange N64 and I got, we bought two games. I got, um, GoldenEye and Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. and the, those those are the two games I wanted. And so I was like, oh, "That's because that's the games like I, I my next door neighbor. It seems like my next door neighbor and like I, my buddy, uh, his name's Mark. 
um, we would kind of get like the opposite stuff. So that way we could just like, yeah. you know, borrow each other's stuff. And so, yeah, so he, like he, they had, they, he had like Ocarina of Time and stuff like that. And I never really, oddly enough, like I never, it took me, I didn't really like get into Zelda until like way later. Yeah. So yeah, just kind of how it all worked out. Yeah. So in 64, I, I, I did, um, I did both GoldenEye and Smash Brothers through friends. And so that's how I played. So I did yeah. play those, but I didn't play them much. And so then I actually missed PS1. And the next console after N64 was PS2. And so it was actually a a friend who's my best friend now, but I met him while I had my PS2. And up to that point on my PS2, I would say I'd played mainly sports games, Madden, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one Christmas, because I was a Lord of the Rings junkie, um, my my family for Christmas, they got me a bunch of Lord of the Rings games, one of which... Hey, uh, if... It wrote, just real quick, if yeah. you like Lord of the Rings, we also do a Lord of the Rings podcast. So it's called Ooh. it's called uh, it's called Up Talking Tolkien. So uh, <laughs> okay. you, you can you can check that one out too, man. We the were, plugs we're, keep we're, on coming, man. We're recording. <laughs> hey, we're just we're, we're yeah we're we joke. Um, people have joked with us because like hey, you guys do so many podcasts. Like we should come up with a name. So one of the box truck listeners jokingly said the great lakes pod patrol. And I found that funny. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's what awesome. we jokingly call ourselves. If there's a fandom, they've got a podcast for it. Um, yeah. So, so. yeah so, so one year Christmas got a bunch of Lord of the Rings games. And in that stack was Lord of the Rings, the third age, which was a, an RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and so when I met my friend, he's like, dude, if you like this game at all, you would love this game called final fantasy 10. And I, I had never heard of Final Fantasy before. And so mm-hmm. playing that game is like, uh, okay, 3D graphics, yeah. voice acting, and yeah, the music, the soundtrack, like the moment that I popped it in and you, you hear the Xanarkin theme at the beginning with the oh piano. Oh, so great. Because, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I'm a piano player. And so, like, yeah. it opened up this world of narrative-driven stories and mm-hmm. also this world of... Uh, like movie level soundtracks in a video game. And it was just, mm-hmm. it, it blew me away. It blew me away. So well, it, yeah. And the, and the cut scenes in that game, oh, yeah. like, like uh, I mean the, uh, the first one where Titus, or as some people call him Titus, I, I call him Titus, uh, where Titus is playing Blitzball, like that scene, it's like, I like the electric guitar and like that scene's sweet. I remember seeing the trailer for it where Titus is, they're riding into, Oh God. Uh, I can't think of the name of the town. Right. Uh, but they're on, they're on like the, the they're riding down like the grappling hooks yes. of the airship and they're like like you know he's like he's like flipping over and stuff like this game's gonna be awesome like in so. those in those those little uh cgi pre-rendered cutscenes still really hold up man i mean like oh yeah they're still gorgeous the the coloring and the lighting that they use is just phenomenal mm-hmm. um so, yeah that was definitely that was definitely one of the first things where i was like wow the ps2 is like because you know we we don't really see it as much like even from PS2 to 360 or like PS3 whatever like yeah, the graphical difference is huge but it's not immediate mm-hmm. and like PS3 to PS4 again not like immediate thing like the difference between PS1 and PS2 is so like noticeable it's crazy i I don't think i don't think we'll ever see anything like that i mean unless like something shocks me but i mean we're already pretty photorealistic now i mean if you look at something like horizon zero dawn or i mean even final fantasy 15 like oh we're Mm -hmm. just gonna get more realistic Mm -hmm. but i mean that jump from ps1 to ps2 is something i don't think we'll ever see again no i mean it's just like i mean i mean it's just because hardware 
I mean, if you go back, like, I mean, look like Atari to NES, NES to say like Gen or SNES, SNES to even N64. It's just be- the, the, the leaps were so big. I mean, now even like, even the difference of like, I don't know, like I have a, what's like a 1440p monitor right and like even if you i've like played games on 4k like it's it's like wow it's beautiful but it's not really something where it's like such a huge drastic difference so yeah i I gotta agree it's just i don't think we're ever gonna see it again yeah um so kind of going back uh in in what we were talking about um you were talking about some of the consoles you had uh and you would trade like you got you and your friend would get uh, sort of mm-hmm. the opposite games. So can you tell mm-hmm. me uh, through your life um, was gaming a social thing for you? And did like friends playing games, did that sort of affect the way that you kind of grew up playing? Yeah, kind of. So like I grew up literally in like small town, Ohio and like my graduating class had, I, had I not switched schools would have been like, I don't know, like 87 or something. And so like, I kind of lived like in the country. So, you know, I just didn't really have a lot of like, I might have my next door neighbor and he just kind of, he and his older brother were like really into games. And so like, I went over to my cousin's house a lot and like he had video games. And so it was kind of just like, I don't know. I just happened to have friends that did that. And I think it's kind of odd uh, given like the area I grew up in. Cause I think a lot of the, like, I didn't really play sports um, until I got into like high school. And uh, yeah, so it's just kind of video games just kind of happened to be the thing that like my, like my smaller, my group of friends did. So it just kind of worked out that way. And then like in high school, um, same kind of a thing. We would do like halo parties. You know, oh yeah parties. oh yeah man. back when halo, back when halo parties were the thing <laughs> and it was kind of, it was kind of funny because our, you know everyone's parents were like, what are you guys doing and it's like literally like we would just and we had like a huge group we had like it's kind of weird so my buddy evan he um his dad is like a dentist or something and so i don't know how this works but like my buddy my buddy evan is like a high schooler and his dad like literally like lives in like cleveland or something and we live in like central ohio and his dad would just like send him money and like oh his God. parents were divorced. So he pretty much like lived in this huge house by himself. And like his dad would just like send him checks. Like, I don't know how it worked, but anyway, so we would just like, like it would be like, you know, we just get like 16 people over there, like every Friday night, you know, the weekends. And we would just be like, I had an Xbox. And so I was like, all right guys, I'll bring my Xbox. I had like a 27 inch, like, you know, CRT TV. Oh, and yeah. so it just like, bring it over. And then, you know, we're just like in high school. So, you know, some of us have jobs or whatever. And we would just go get like $5 little Caesars pizza and like a case of Mountain Dew. And like, uh, that's what we did. (laughs) (laughs) And and so it's just like, okay, this is what we did. It was like, like we had girls and stuff come over too. And like, it wasn't like, I don't know, just kind of just very odd. The uh, not like typical high school experience, I guess, you know, like we were not really out drinking. I mean, we started drinking later, you know, Mm-hmm. like senior year but you know nothing yeah, yeah just a lot of gaming awesome. yeah a lot of gaming yeah because i i i'm i'm curious for other people sort of how the social yeah. aspect came into it because i mean obviously social is such a big thing now mm-hmm. but back then like it wasn't really built for it i mean you had some multiplayer mm-hmm. games but even yeah even past like getting away from multiplayer i just know uh, I, my friend uh, my friend nathan who i who i mentioned before yeah. 
if I think back at my gaming history, he introduced me to Final Fantasy. He let me borrow his copy of Oblivion, you know, and introduced me to Elder Scrolls. He told me about Dragon Age and just like it's like one thing after another. And honestly, Mm -hmm. like uh, because I I also had um, I'm the oldest of five. So we fairly big family. And um, the 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 brother who's closest to me is just two years younger. So we had a, a lot of the same tastes, a lot of the same like we shared the console. So we took turns playing a lot of single player games. So half of my gaming was watching my brother. And then whenever mm-hmm. I met oh, Nathan, yeah. Oh yeah. Same for me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So then when I met Nathan, um, I would go over to his house and I would watch him play games mm-hmm. and games I had never seen. And, and like, I would watch him play final fantasy seven or watch him play like link, uh, uh, Ocarina of time. And, mm-hmm. and so now when, you know, when I think back, I think that that's the reason that I love watching Let's Plays now because I'm I'm huge into like watching people on YouTube play games and I'm like mm-hmm. some people some people don't understand that um, and I'm like you know what I think it actually goes back to that's what I did with my friends so if I think about social and gaming it really shaped like everything about me today so it's pretty cool yeah no yeah yeah I am uh, so I have like two older brothers they're like quite a bit older like eight and. I think 10 years older than me. And so my oldest brother, um, my oldest brother, Jeremy, he like when I, so like I had like, I was, I saw like a Genesis or whatever. And he like, you know, bought his own PlayStation. And so like, that was the thing. It's like, I would like sneak into his room. Like, when he was gone. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, what is this? Sweet. And you know, cause I saw him play and he had, he had monster, he had monster rancher, bloody roar. And I, what I think I was like, maybe shipwreckers or something. And, um, so yeah, I definitely remember playing a lot of monster Rancher and bloody roar and being like, this is like the coolest thing ever because just the, the graphical difference. We talked about it again between like, you know, Genesis SNES and like PlayStation. Um, so yeah, that was super, that was super cool. And same thing. I, a lot of, I spent a lot of time, especially young, a lot younger, um, just watching like my brother and like our, I have like an older cousin. Uh, they were, I remember they were playing a lot of like Spider-Man for the Genesis. Mm. There's like, a, uh, there's like a, 2d kind of uh, platforming spider-man game that's not that great um for the genesis i can't think of what it's called or maybe like spider-man and the kingpin or something like that but yeah awesome um okay so since this is sort of an rpg focused yeah. podcast and we have mentioned some rpgs but can you talk a little bit about your experience with the genre oh my god uh so much yeah, so I guess maybe I'll just kind of just rifle off a bunch of like my favorite RPGs. Go for it. Yeah, go so, for it. Go for it. Okay, so and just kind of when I played them in life. So again, I played, I think it was like Shining Force was probably the one of the first RPGs I played. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, I know, was definitely one of the first RPGs I had ever played. Um, then kind of got to the PlayStation era. And, you know, I remember playing, I got Pokemon. So that was kind of around the same time. Final Fantasy Seven. I'd played. Um, my next door neighbor had. It. I was like, "This game is awesome," and I went out and got Final Fantasy Nine. So Final Fantasy Nine, I think is is that was definitely my first like um, not not the first RPG I ever beat, but that was just the one I remember like very vividly. Like, oh my god, sitting down playing Final Fantasy Nine. I was like, "This story is amazing. The soundtrack, it's huge." Um, so Final Fantasy Nine definitely is very beloved. It's one of my favorite in the series. Actually, it would be my favorite Final Fantasy, 
but I think 15 edged it out. Oh, you, so you, you did like 15. Yeah. Oh, I love Final, Final Fantasy 15. I absolutely loved. I, I, it's, it's, ooh, it's tough. Like it, it immediately put itself probably in my top 10 RPGs of all time. Oh, that is awesome. Okay. Okay. Cause yeah. I haven't, I haven't played it yet. I haven't played it yet. Oh my God. Have you played, uh, it's, it's, it's open world action adventure. Like to me, like when I played breath of the wild, I was like, this feels a lot like final fantasy 15. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, for 15, I've, I've been waiting for it to come out on PC and then as soon as it did, mm-hmm. a lot of other stuff came up. So I haven't been, no, yeah, for yet. sure. There's so many games out now. It's so hard to keep up and <laughs> it's, it's insane, <laughs> especially with any. I remember like during the PS3 360 era, I was like, man, there's just so many games coming out. I can't keep up. And now with like, there's good indies coming out and stuff. I'm like, it's just impossible. Yeah. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like impossible to keep up. So, but yeah, uh, some, let me think of some other RPGs. So my favorite RPG of all time is legend of Dragoon for the PS one. I own like five copies of it. Uh, I own like the original black label. I own like multiple greatest hits. I have like I have it downloaded on my old PSP. I th- it's I think it's the best RPG ever. Probably I mean it's up right up there with Chrono Trigger. I certainly prefer Legend of Dragoon more. Uh, just yeah, so much time with that. Dark Cloud is in my is definitely in my top list. My brother actually he gave me his PS2. He was in like the Air Force. He got out. He was going to go do. He did ESL in China for like six months. And so he's just like, hey, have my PS2. I was like, oh, okay. Sweet. Like, <laughs> like no questions he, asked. <laughs> yeah, no questions asked. Give me that in Dark Cloud. And I knew nothing about Dark Cloud going into it. And it, I love it to this day. I The second it came out on PS4, like the PS2 version, I bought it, downloaded it, and like platinumed it within like two days um, without like cheats or anything. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Final Fantasy X is up there. Other RPGs. I really love so the 360 era. I feel like I I miss I like didn't really play a lot of JRPGs. Um, obviously, you, like I, Oblivion, I, okay, Skyrim. Obviously, those are freaking phenomenal. Uh, did Eternal you Sonata. did you get around to playing Lost Odyssey? I have Lost Odyssey. I have played into Lost Odyssey. I understand how utterly amazing it is. Uh, I have never finished it. I actually, the other day, it was like a week ago. I'm like, you know what? It's time to finally do it. And I actually like hooked my 360 up, put it in. And I was just going to like sit there. And then Thomas uh, messaged me like, hey, I'm kind of free tonight. Do you want a podcast? And so that is actually how the episode we did like a week or so ago where I went through my entire Xbox 360 collection (laughs) came about. Because I literally had like, I literally brought up my 360 and I had Lost Odyssey and the thing. And I pressed start and he messaged me. And I was the only reason I didn't press start was because I was listening to the freaking gorgeous soundtrack that is anything Nobumetsu's ever touched. And um, and so I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I don't know, man, I just I kind of got the night free. And I was like, well, I literally have my entire Xbox 360 next to me. Do you want to do it? And so that's how that episode came about. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, we'll just do it. But yeah, so I do have Lost Odyssey. I need to beat it. Um, yeah, I'm kind of looking at some of my collection now. Just other games that come to the top of my head for RPGs. Uh, PS3 era. Uh, Kingdoms of Amalur. Okay. I mean, that's a very, okay. yeah. very, very underrated game. 
I was devastated that everything happened with that studio mm-hmm. and it kind of yeah. fell apart, man. Cause that, yeah. that was like the beginning of what could have been like my favorite, like IP. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fable, like, you know, yeah. Gotta, gotta mention Fable. Fable. Actually, I like all three games. Um, I think two is probably the best in that, in that series, but I really like Fable three Knights of the Old Republic. Um, you know, one, and one and two. Uh, yeah. Then other games, um, a game that I don't think people consider an RPG, but I kind of do would be the legacy of Goku series for the game boy advance. I guess it's, I mean, you level up and you have stats. It's kind of, it's kind of when we, it's kind of when like RPGs started to get skewed into like everything, which is today. I mean, everything every, every, in every game. Now you level up and have stats. Um, but that was like definitely just right before that, like kind of cut off where it started to happen in every game. So yeah, if you, if you count those, I'm sure a lot of people don't, but I kind of do. So, uh, so yeah. okay. So you mentioned a couple of soundtracks. Let's, let's talk soundtracks oh for a second. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, one, one other game I have. I have okay, to go, 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 go. Uh, recently a game that came out, which I have played multiple, multiple times and I just, am, I'm looking, uh, on my computer screen that uh, was, was the soundtrack i was listening to when you called me and i missed it and that is a uh, child of light which oh is my god yes amazing game uh everyone should play it i i, I always encourage people to play it. i love that game to death and that yeah. soundtrack is so perfect in so oh many ways it's so it's so great the game oh is so my great god. yeah yes i love the aesthetic and the art, the the look, mm-hmm. the feel, the sound. I mean, it's like a literal fairy tale. And it's so great. That music. I love everything. I love everything oh about that. God. Game. Yeah. It's so perfect. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So soundtracks for just a minute. What are mm-hmm. some what are just some of your Hall of Fame soundtracks? Okay. So I think you know, this is something I've thought a lot about. So I guess I'll kind of narrow it down. I guess so I am someone where I kind of view a soundtrack for me, a soundtrack has to be like more than one, just amazing song. Sure. So sure. like, I like, I love Grandia too. I've, it's one of my favorite RPGs, but it really has like two good songs. So I can't give it like benefited out on soundtracks um, for RPGs. I guess I'd have to say, I think, um, I think that dark cloud is a pretty underrated soundtrack. I think like collectively it's pretty good. Obviously child of lights soundtracks, like fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy Nine, really good. Just soundtrack, start to finish. Um, some non RPGs, I guess I'd say, like obviously Street Fighter Two. I think like the entire soundtrack is great. Sonic Two, uh, Guilty Gear. I think that series has a really good, uh, just like all all the music in this. Like so- Sonic games in general always have good soundtracks. Yeah, um, obviously yeah. Mario Mario games, you know stuff like that trying to think of some other just specific RPGs where I really listen to like the whole soundtrack. Um, even in the final fantasy series, like final fantasy 13, actually. soundtrack. I, yeah, I nag like, you know, we, we rag on that game a lot. Um, over at box trick. It's like kind of just one of the first things we ever reviewed (laughs) and it's been an ongoing joke forever, but actually, Yeah, but the game, but the game has a really good soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I got, I'll get, I'll give it props for that. Yeah, uh, six for me, Final Fantasy six. Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, Chrono Trigger has a really good soundtrack. Yeah, uh, Secret of Mana uh, has a really good soundtrack. 
Now, you bring up an interesting point about soundtracks. Sometimes they'll just have like one or two great songs. Mm-hmm. And honestly, and I might catch some flack for this, but I think Elder Scrolls falls kind of into that because oh yeah, outside of, and I know that it was, it was meant to be like this, but outside of like the main theme, Mm-hmm. It's so just atmospheric that it's mm-hmm. forgettable. I mean, it's great to sort of put on while you're doing work, but I mean, like, I don't mm-hmm. put on Skyrim or Oblivion to just listen to and like kind of study, you know? Yeah, you know, I actually like, um, I uh, like Skyrim. I actually went back and kind of listened. I was like, you know, they have like a couple good good themes, like White Run. White Run was good. Yeah, just but it's just kind of like the you know the background atmospheric music. Yeah, kind of like you'd like you said but um yeah other than just like the main theme like the music isn't very mm-hmm. memorable but i don't think that's what they were you know what they're going yeah. what they're yeah, going yeah. for where i think you find that more in like jrpgs like final fantasy i mean like final fantasy 7 like you know every you have very distinctly different music based upon like the area you're in lost odyssey has a freaking phenomenal uh soundtrack i love the uh, original xenoblade, xenoblade chronicles yeah. uh xenoblade both chronicles. the original and uh the second i mean the xenoblade the new chronicles one. too yeah yeah i i have xenoblade chronicles too i'm slowly working into it uh it's a little more accessible than xenoblade chronicles x but good god the soundtrack in that game is freaking amazing we were talking a little bit before the show about you know not necessarily being able to tackle huge games and <sighs> xenoblade chronicles 2 is that for me uh, because I've played. Well, then don't ever try X. Uh, yeah, because yeah. it's it's like four times as large. It, because I like I take my time in games anyway. I like to do a lot of side quests and a lot of side content and stuff. So mm-hmm. I've put probably close to ninety hours in Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and I am mm-hmm. maybe halfway through the story. You know, so yeah. like it is. Yeah, like you were saying, you might finish Xenoblade Chronicles X in ten years. Ten years. I might, I might finally finish two in 10 years. Yeah. Hey, you know, and that like props to them because, you know, so often now people are like, God, I spent 60 bucks. Well, you spend 60 bucks and you're getting your money's worth. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah. uh, For these, for these games. Like, so yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles 2. It's great. I, it was, it it was, uh, had I, had it come out a little bit earlier in the year, I think it could have taken my game of the year last year. Um, but I just, it came out so late. I just didn't get enough time, but it was, it was immediately in the running for my game of the year last year. I think it, I think it got hurt across the board for coming out so late. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've got to be, I think you've got to be like literally red dead redemption, you know, to be Mm -hmm. sort of, or like fallout or something to be in Mm -hmm. that November, December slot and Mm -hmm. and really, really continue. that's probably what's going to happen this year with Red Dead Redemption 2. Is I think it's already won, you know. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, I mean, I think that it has maybe some competition from like God of War. Like I saw it got a bunch of 10s. Oh, uh, God of War um, just got through the roof. And I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious about it now. Um, yeah. So, and I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Nintendo has something big, something big planned. I, I really, I'm, I know we know Smash Brothers, but I really feel like they're holding back. Um, they say Metroid Prime's coming out. I don't know, but I think they're holding back a Switch Pokemon, like full fledged Pokemon game. And um, so, I don't know. Now don't you have uh, you have a show about Pokemon, right? Yeah. So uh, Tiffany, uh, Switch and Flick, she you know co box trick host. We so 
when I kind of brought her onto the show, we were just kind of like, well, she is very Nintendo based. She's always been a Nintendo person. And so we were like, okay, well, let's do some stuff. So we're like, we wanted to do Zelda, um, which she has a lot more experience with Zelda than I do. And I'm just kind of like now really kind of playing catch up. I really kind of feel like I've been playing catch up with Nintendo in general. Um, I, to me, Nintendo, I, Nintendo had just been something I'd never like collected for. And it was right at the end of the Wii's life cycle when I was kind of like, you know, the Wii had a lot of good games and I just missed out on them because I had like five games for the Wii. It was like Smash Brothers, <laughs> Twilight Princess, like a couple of Dragon Ball Z games. I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z guy, Dragon Ball, whatever in general, um, super everything. And um, so I was kind of like, I'm going to start collecting for it. So that's when I kind of did started getting into Nintendo a little bit more about a Wii U at launch. Actually, about a, a Wii at launch. That was like the first console I'd ever like, you know, waited to go get. And uh, yeah, so then so Tiffany and I started doing that. So for me, it's like you know, kind of nice to start getting back into it. So we were doing Zelda stuff, then we we're doing Mario stuff, and we we're kind of like, well, so she so she does for her Harry Potter podcast. They do like a chapter a week, and we do the same thing for our Game of Thrones podcast and our Lord of the Rings uh, or the podcast that Ezra and everybody Lane does. And um, so we were kind of like, how can we do that with video games? And so we were like, okay, well, let's do it with Pokemon. That's something we could do like a gym a week or something. And so we're like, okay, so we'll just do that because that makes it easy. And we're like, let's go through the entire Pokedex. So we started doing that with uh, red and blue. And then I always joke that yeah, if you're like a coward or a little baby, you play yellow because it's really easy. <laughs> I love. Uh, <laughs> I know nothing about Pokemon, but that was some of my favorite parts of those yeah. episodes. Is every yeah. time you throw off on yellow. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. So uh, just yeah. So we're just replaying through that, and uh, we'll see what happens afterwards. Tiffany's um, she she's she's pregnant. She's gonna have a baby in I think June or July. So we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, you know, give her some time off and then kind of reassess after that. But our plan is to just go through the whole thing, just do Pokemon, whatever. And we're going to, we know when stuff comes out, like when directs come out or new games come out, we do that. And then, uh, yeah, I guess a little bit more just kind of about the show. So then my buddy Thomas and I and my buddy Alan, we kind of do other stuff. We do like PlayStation stuff like that. Cause Tiffany's just like very, very heavy into Nintendo. Mm. So yeah, right now we're on Pokemon and we're just going to keep, uh, keep our Pokemon adventure going. So you think switch is holding that Pokemon game mm-hmm. close to the chest? Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe. I think it's, I think, it's, I think it's, I think Nintendo's going to have a huge E3 this year. I so do. I so do. I, I what are you expecting from the Pokemon game? Do you have any predictions? Not a lot. Uh, I, I mean, and not a lot, not in a bad way. I just, I think it's just going to be, I think look at like ultra sun, ultra moon, or, you know, the, the, the 3ds generation of Pokemon games. And I think it's just going to be that on the switch. It'll be, it's going to look better. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Like that's all we've ever wanted, <laughs> but I like, do like, is it going to be like, people are speculating. It's going to be like, you know, like Breath of the Wild type thing, but you know, it's not. It's going to be Pokemon. It's going to be standard Pokemon, and I think that's what it should be. And I think that's fine. Like that's awesome. Not every like, not every game has to reinvent the wheel. No, 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 no. And Pokemon doesn't need to. Like Pokemon's huge. It's like they like you know Nintendo can just re- Nintendo could re-release Pokemon. You know, whatever they could just make a 3D version of Pokemon Red, and it's going to sell 10 million units. So. Yeah, the moment that Pokemon and like I said, I, I'm not even invested in the series, but I know an, yeah. 
I know enough as an out from an outsider's yeah. perspective. The moment that a Pokemon is announced, sell. I mean, it's going to push Switch sales, uh, and that's really oh my god. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I think like so. I've never actually been like diehard Pokemon um, person. Like, I still don't really because I played like Red and Blue, Gold and Silver, and then I didn't really touch it until like I don't know, like X and Y. Um, and so you know, I was when I was a kid, I was really into it. But I do think that the Pokemon series is one of the most like underrated RPG series, just in general, because. Still, to me, the idea that like you can transfer up characters from, you know, like the 90s into like today's game, you know, if you just do it right, you know, like you can transfer Game Boy characters to Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance to DS, you know, like is kind of crazy. And like there's like hundreds of characters. I mean, yeah, they're, they're pretty similar and they all have a lot of the same moves. But I mean, what other RPG series has that? Because like I mm-hmm. can't think of one, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. give props for props or do, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy, really. So like you know, I, it's a super it's a super cool idea. I mean, do I do I think that they got to do something? I mean, eventually they're going to have to do something different because uh, you know when you have like a thousand Pokemon, like what you know, you got you got to think of something else to do. Uh, so you've got a switch, right? Hmm. What are some things that you you like playing on the Switch? Uh, everything. Um, so I bought a Switch. So I knew I was going to buy one like when it came out, but I didn't. I didn't buy one right away because I just bought Breath of the Wild for the Wii U, and um, so I played it. And I was like, "Well, I have Breath of the Wild. I'll get one probably later this year." And so then I bought one when Super Mario Odyssey came out. So then I got I rebought Breath of the Wild for the Switch. And, um, well, I shouldn't say that. My mom got it for me for Christmas. And I was like, yeah, I want that. My brother got me Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I have Kirby Star Allies. But a lot of, for me, like, I think I find myself kind of playing Stardew Valley the most. Just because, like, it's really nice. So, like, I, like, my setup is kind of weird, like, in my room uh, that I, where I do my stuff. I have, like, my computer set up to, like, a monitor. And I have, like, the PS4 and, like, my Switch. And so, sometimes I have to, like, unplug cables and stuff like that to do it so a lot of times i actually play switch handheld Mm -hmm. a lot and so it's like stardew valley is like right there it's easy it's perfect um i also have some other games on it like it's kind of nice for me because it's like oh i can play like steam games on the go like you you know a lot of these indie games so i bought a handful of games when i first bought the switch so i bought like ocean horn which everyone was like oh it's gonna be like zelda yeah uh i mean it's okay like I just, we we totally agree. That was actually the first Switch game that I bought because I I was like Switch waiting. Yeah. I was actually waiting on Xenoblade Chronicles two because uh, I bought it right before that. So I was like, all right, I need yeah. something to play for like a week, and I bought yeah. Ocean Ocean Horn, and I played it maybe like ten hours, and that was about all I could do. Yeah, I mean it's okay. Like I mean it's cool for like a Steam game. Like it's 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 one of those things where if you like play, I have, I'm actually grabbing my Switch right now so I can. I can see exactly what all I have on it. Cause I actually just downloaded two games, which I'm actually like really into. I just don't remember their names exactly. So uh, let's see here. So I have breath of the wild, um, graceful explosion machine. Never heard of it. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's not really like a twin stick shooter, um, but it's like really colorful and artful. Then I have an RPG here called quest of dungeons. 
Don't know if you're familiar mm, with that. It's also on I've Steam. heard of that. Yeah. It's pretty cool, actually. It's like pick up and play really fast. The way it works is you just like move your character and like it's almost as if like everything's happening at once, but it's actually like turn based. You just don't realize it's turn based until the way you start seeing the way the characters move. Oh, it's kind of cool. Okay. So I've, I've been playing it. It's pretty interesting. Then I have like Kamiko, which is another game. As a lot of people said it was like three bucks. Um, Stardew Valley, Super Mario Odyssey, Kirby Star Allies, Zipline Chronicles, Astro Bears Party. Yeah. Freaking <laughs> sick. Have you ever heard of it? No. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Astro <laughs> Bears Party is. So I watch a YouTube channel called like Switch Force. I just talk about a lot about like Switch games and stuff like that. Anyway, so Astro Bears Party, I think it's like Switch exclusive. It's not on Steam or anything. It's kind of like, oh God, I'm trying to think of the best. Way. It's like Snake, but you're playing with other people. And so you're trying to get them, like you're like these bears and you have jetpacks. And as you run, you run around like this <laughs> sphere and it creates like a, you know, like a color stream. And if you run into, a, any stream you lose and so you're like you're like you can jump and stuff like that and so you're trying to get the other people to run into your stream to knock them out and it's one of these games that like within like two minutes you know exactly what it is and exactly how to play it and so i bought it and i was like just went over to some friends i was like hey you guys gotta play this game and then we like proceeded to play it for hours like it's just it's it's crazy like i highly recommend it um let me see what else i have here i have ocean horn phantom trigger i you know that's gonna one of those steam games that I was like, oh, it'd be cool. I watched a lot of videos, people saying recommending it. No, I don't know. Not my thing. And then a game called Night Terrors, which is kind of like Flappy Bird, but you play as this like knight and it looks like old uh, Genesis. It looks like <laughs> Castlevania. And it's it's a lot of fun. So I, I buy very cheap um, like eShop games. So, uh, yes. Do you dive into Blossom Tales? Uh, no, but I've seen, yeah, I've seen you on Twitter talk a lot about it. I've seen a lot of people talk about it. It's on, it's on my list, uh, to get at some point. I think it's on sale right now, but see, uh, cause, cause I hear, uh, Oceanhorn is Zelda like, and also heard Blossom Tales was Zelda like. So I was honestly a little skeptical going into Blossom Tales, but I was really impressed. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good. I've heard very, very good things about it. It's, it's on my list. I have it on, I have it on my my uh, wish list to to get at some point here in the future. So, what are some games that you are most excited about coming out soon? Um, coming out soon this year, my Mario Tennis Aces. Oh, I am there day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mario Tennis Aces, Hyrule Warriors, um, the Switch version. Okay, okay, I'm excited. I have it for the Wii U, but I just never like played it. I got it like used. So I didn't like spend a ton of money on it and, but this didn't have a lot of the DLC and stuff like that. And so I'll, I'll just buy the switch version when it comes out, they're releasing a street fighter, like anthology collection. Um, and I, it's, I actually, so a game that I try to own every copy of is street fighter two. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just happened over time that I just, uh, I own, I own the 3do version. And I don't even own a 3do. Uh, it's just, it's <laughs> That's just, just like, it's know, a personal it, challenge. It is. It is. I love Street Fighter. I love Street Fighter so much. Um, so Street Fighter 2. I don't I didn't get the Ultra Street Fighter 2 version for the Switch. Uh, because it's really just the I already kind of own it, but I mean eventually I'll get it. Yeah. Um, let me see here. What else is coming up? Obviously, Red Dead Redemption 2, Ace Combat 7, um, Smash Brothers is coming out later later this year. Those are all kind of games that are on my radar. And then um 
I'm going to get all the DLC for Dragon Ball Fighters, which is currently my game of the year so far. I've heard that that's a really good game. Oh my God, it's great. I love it. It's so good. Uh, I I was really hoping that it would have came out on Switch. I think it might later in the year. I have a, I, I, could, I could see it coming out on Switch later in the year. Are you concerned at all about uh, frame rate and performance? No. No, no actually. Um, so th- if you go online and you look at videos of it, because I, I have a PC and my PC isn't super powerful. Um, I, have, I have like a really good processor. It's like water cooled, but I have like a lower end graphics card and only have like eight gigs, but it's a kind of faster Ram. And I run the game at max settings, 1440 P like no mm-hmm. frame rate issues mm-hmm. at all. But if you go online and you type in and you go on YouTube and you look up dragon ball fighters, like lowest settings, it literally looks like it's running on the three DS. Oh my God. So they should <laughs> and, be able to like but, slide it down to at least. Oh, switch abs- okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it could run on the switch. I'm actually curious if it could run on the three DS at this point like i think it's possible <laughs> so, i mean they got doom to run on the switch so i'm sure hey, they can yeah get true Ball fighters and skyrim for that matter yeah yeah well i mean they should be able to get skyrim to run on it skyrim's you know came out and you know during the 360 era so yeah 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 cool uh have okay real quick have you heard of or played a super daryl deluxe neither so if you're not turned off by the art style if you are, yeah. uh, that's fine. But if you're not turned off by the Australia, and you, if you like RPGs and you like funny games, mm-hmm. and it's not a super long game, I think you can beat it in probably like 15 hours. Um, okay. That that's worth a look. It's worth a look. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the trailer right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm ch- I'll check it out. Yeah. I'm always I'm always at, when people recommend games. I'm always like, yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, so. but yeah, yeah, super creative, super um. I like the look yeah, of it. Art, and then our style reminds me of, uh, I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, it reminds me of like something specific, but I can't think exactly like what it is. I have like, it, it's kind of got, it looks kind of like cartoons from like yeah. the 70s. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. What it kind of reminds me of it, it. Like playing the game. It felt like sitting down as a kid watching cartoons and I have laughed mm-hmm. more in that game than I have in a long time. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I dug it. So yeah, yeah, check that out. No, I'll check it out. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, well, that's actually all the questions that I have. Uh, I oh, appreciate, okay. I yeah. appreciate you hanging in there for, for an hour. This has been amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, tell, tell everybody one more time where they can find you. Where they, oh God, you can find. So, okay, let's see here. You can find me personally on Instagram, Twitter at super gains, bros. Um, box trick retro gaming podcast on Podbean and iTunes, as well as YouTube. Um, I do a Star Wars channel called Rebel Watch, and I do a Game of Thrones podcast called Bend the Knee. So that is the short and skinny version of all of the things that I do on the internet. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on. Absolutely.